Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing 1979's Alien, directed by Ridley Scott and starring Sigourney Weaver. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Um, I've been on a, a, a massive horror, you know, like... Definitely, yeah. ...thing lately, and I, so I've, I watched uh, Friday the 13th Part 2. Ooh. Yeah. The Jason mm-hmm. in that one. Yes, Jason's first emergence. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got a lot of really good depths in it. I mean, like, he's not quite the Jason we know yet. He's just wearing uh-huh. a bag over his head. Yeah. Um, but it's still a lot of fun to watch, and you still get, like... and. It's it's also funny because they 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 do constant flashbacks to the first one. I mean, like you see Mrs. Voorhees nonstop, uh-huh. you know, like and also in voiceover, like telling him, "Hey, Jason, you better go kill people." Um, okay, it's it. I I like it. It was it was a good movie. I can't say I've ever seen that one. I don't think I have. Okay, I, I hadn't seen it since like a long time ago. Yeah. I, I'm just gonna blow through all of them. Is that here. on Amazon? Yes. Okay, because that's where I checked out that first one a few months back. Actually, uh, and it's not free, but you know. Okay, so yeah. it was a rental. Right. All right. I was awesome. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I stooped down to a level that I haven't been to in a while. I watched Happy Gilmore. Great. Um, man, I love this movie. It, <laughs> I think it is the best Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. Quote, uh-huh. unquote, Adam Sandler movie. Right. He's in some good movies, but this is his best Adam Sandler movie. Yes, of, of the Happy Madison <laughs> world. Yep, the yes. Happy Madison world. Alan Covert is the... Uh, the caddy, Carl Weathers, is Chubbs. <laughs> Damn alligator bit off his hand. Sure. It is a classic 90s comedy, and I can't get enough of this movie. I, it's so stupid and awesome. It's 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 like we've talked about before, like the, when Adam Sandler was good. Yep. And, and that, that, that this was the time. Yeah. If anyone's going to watch a dumb Happy Madison movie, mm-hmm. and this is pre-Happy Madison, yeah. before he had total control. True, exactly. So maybe that's why it's pretty good. <laughs> that's true, right. But yeah, this one I would tell you to watch. Cool. Uh, so yeah. The fans out there, they responded. Here's what they've been watching. Film Fanatic 86 said, Well, over the past week, I've seen Lion, La La Land, Nocturnal Animals, Moonlight, and Split was just released for purchase here. So I got that and rewatched it. A great film. Film Fanatic 86, you, you are, we, we admire your choices. That, yeah. That, that is a really good week. Pretty good. And I got Split coming up too. I got mm. it at the library. I'm in the queue. That's great. I'm okay. looking, looking forward to that one. Nice. So yeah, all the fans out there, you can let us know what you've been watching. Go to Facebook or Instagram or Twitter and find Dudes on Movies and let us know. Mm-hmm. Now, Dave, let's talk about what we've been watching. Yeah. It is Alien, so why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Okay, so uh, this movie's from 1979, um, and it's uh, the, the, the whole plot of the film is that, um, that we, we uh, apparently are a space-faring society now. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes place in the future, but it's not you know specifically said. And there's a freighter out there that is uh, carrying precious cargo back, and they get a signal that they're supposed to go visit this um, this small planet. Uh, as it looks like a distress signal, so they go to investigate, and it turns out that's not what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, that there is a uh, what we what we come to know as the perfect organism is there. Yeah, and um, this perfect organism is intent on destroying mankind. And we will get into it. Yeah, I, I'm assuming most people who are listening to this know what alien is. Yes, or at least aliens. You know, yes. the second one, <laughs> right? Um, the xenomorph, the yeah. alien that you know has two mouths, 
bust your head open with one, comes out of your chest, uh-huh. face huggers. Everybody should know this, yes. right? This is one I feel everyone should know. Yeah, it's a movie that everybody's familiar with. It's a franchise that everyone's familiar yeah, with. Yeah, at least pop culture-wise. Like right. you, you know what the alien is, even if you haven't seen the movie. Right. You know? And maybe it doesn't have the, 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 the following that Star Wars does, but but it's it's almost up there as far as like the fanaticism that surrounds it. Right, yeah. And this is one of those responses <clears throat> to Star Wars. You yeah. Know, every studio was like, we got to have space movies. We yeah. got to do a space movie. This is more of, you know, a, a carnival of carnage it, <laughs> than, oh, yeah, uh, exactly. than a Star Wars. But, right, right. Um, that's what, how it got greenlit. They were mm-hmm. like, ooh, a script in outer space? Let's make it. Yes. And Let, it's, and it's yeah. true horror, too. Oh, yeah. It's terrifying. Right. This movie is one of the most terrifying movies I've ever seen. I know. Uh, especially on your first watch or two. <laughs> right. I've seen this movie maybe 50 times, maybe more. I, I, it's one I, of my favorites. Oh, yeah. I own it. On DVD and Blu-ray, <laughs> they're yeah. I've got every Alien movie, so right. even the bad ones. Right, and this is this is one of those times where you know we go through things on this show where like one of us is the expert on something, and this is one of the weeks where Scott's gonna take the mantle because <laughs> um, he's got like yeah. the, the Alien stuff is is all about him. So yeah, I've watched all the bonus features on that anthology. Right, uh, over sixty hours. Mm-hmm. So yep, that's me. <laughs> I'm also the Star Wars guy. Yes. So there you go. Um. But yeah, uh, let's talk about that terror, man. Yeah. Like, this movie, I think what makes it so scary is the slow pace and the claustrophobia of I know. it. Uh, the, the movie has seven people in it. Uh, this just this crew of this ship. It's like a giant mining ship that's yes. been sent out to like get ore from some planet. Or right. Something. And these people are just there to make sure you know, it doesn't break down, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they're just normal working class Joes, it seems like. Yep. Truckers in Truckers space. Truckers in space. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that's what Dan O'Bannon said uh, yeah. when he was writing the script. They're just truckers in space. Right, that's so, a, it's a perfect description. <laughs> and there's some kind of, like, maybe, I don't know, like a military presence involved, too? It, it feels that way because, like, like Dallas is definitely... Dallas and, I guess, Ripley, they, they're, they're referred to as officers. Yeah. So they're, they're, it must be somewhat related to, you know, some kind of, uh, yeah, set up that way. Yeah, like, well, you learn in the, the later movie, it's... The Whalen Utani Company. That's not introduced in this at all. Right. But there's some kind of controlling world government company or something yeah. involved. But uh, <clears throat> but th- that's ultimately why they want this organism to mm-hmm. use it for you know weaponization. Yes. Uh, so the the movie is so claustrophobic in these hallways, and um, you don't really see the alien too much, mm-hmm. but you know what it's capable of. So that really is what makes it scary. Right. And I think the pacing of it and the long drawn out shots and all that stuff is what really makes it scary. Right. And also like as, as good as the pacing is and as, and as much as they're not showing you, um, when we first get a glimpse of what the alien does, mm-hmm. um, it's when John Hurt is investigating the, the eggs that are at uh-huh. the bottom of this derelict ship that they go to. And this thing that looks like a, a giant starfish with a long tail just attaches itself to his, what initially is his helmet. Uh-huh. And then becomes, it goes through the helmet and gets onto his face. And it's just this thing on this guy's face for the next, you know, half an hour or so. Yeah. You don't know what's happening. They bring him into the ship. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Ripley's not going to let him on the ship. Right. Because she's like a, a commanding officer while the captain's off, you know, the ship. Yes. And then Ash, who turns out to be a, a robot. Uh-huh. Nobody knows that. Right. Let's him in. And that plays in later because you find out he's got the mission to make sure this thing's here. Yep. Uh, but um, this whole, it takes like 
20, 30 minutes before it even comes off his face. I'm, yes. I, I haven't timed it, but it seems like a while. That sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, but you're. it's like, all right, so the movie's called Alien, and there's not a lot of Alien in, for the first hour of the movie, really, <laughs> right. you know? But but it's but it's still like like this sort of heart pounding sequence where uh-huh. John Hurt is in um you know like the 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 stark white uh, operating room yeah. on the slab where Ian Holm and Tom Skerritt are trying to operate on him and trying to figure out what to do about this thing that's on his face yeah and it had burrowed itself into his helmet now yes like because initially it grabs the helmet right and when they show him laying on that slab to operate mm-hmm. they have to cut the helmet off. It's one of the best sound designs choices <laughs> right. in the movie. If you ask, they're like got a laser saw or something, and they're yeah. cutting the helmet in half, and it's making that. Yeah, sound. yeah. And then when they crack the helmet open, it's like. Yep. <laughs> it it sounds like a, a head cracking open. It's right. pretty gross. Right. Oh yeah, it does. And you yeah. can kind of see a little bit of this face hugger sticking out of it, mm-hmm. and then when they take the helmet off, it reveals the whole creature. Just, it's like two giant massive hands with these thin fingers wrapped completely around his skull. And the tail is like wrapped around his throat. The tail's wrapped around his throat, yeah. exactly, like a snake would. Yes. Oh yeah, it's it's pretty gross and it shocking. Is. Yeah, and it's and it's it looks, it's it's um like the 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 puppetry of of this of just the face hugger mm-hmm. is really it, it I want I don't want to call it gross because it's 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 such great work, mm-hmm. but it but it is just like. It's oily and it, it it looks dangerous. Yeah, you know, it doesn't look like something you. It's like this sick yellowish color. Yes, if you get like a bruise on your arm, like right? A oh yellow, yeah, purplish nastiness. Two it, week old bruise. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like that. Yep. And a great part of this is when they they're gonna cut. Uh, they're gonna try to take it off the face. So mm-hmm. they cut its leg, and like when they're trying to cut it, you can see. The tail wrapped tighter around his throat, uh-huh. and the camera zooms in on it. It's an awesome shot, <laughs> and it's really scary. Yeah. Because uh, you don't want something wrapped around your throat. No. Like, the whole, like, uh, theme <laughs> of the movie is being, you know, violated. Yes, of it's course. You know, pretty, pretty disturbing. <laughs> but then they cut its leg, and the acid shoots out. And it cuts through, like, three levels of the ship, man. Yeah. It bleeds acid when, yes. when, when you attack it. And... Um, and, and like, like you, you think in, in movies that you've seen of this kind that, that when they cut into that, when they first saw into that leg, it's going to be some kind of jump scare uh-huh. and it's not, it's yeah. just the, this green stuff comes out and like you said, gets on the floor, burns a huge hole through the floor and uh-huh. then keeps burning, you know, as, as it drips down into the next level Yep. and they realize, Oh God, Oh God. Okay. Well, well, well that's not what we can do. How, yeah. You know, there, there's no way to get this. The only, the only plan we have to get this thing off of them is to cut it off of them. Now, what do we do? Yep. And thinking about it after a few viewings, I'm like, how did it get in the helmet? Mm. It must've like used acid to burn the helmet or it, something. Probably so. In, yeah. Which is pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- this, this thing could, could definitely like figure out its way to get through a pane of glass essentially. So yeah. It's pretty smart, I guess, in that sense. It is. Which it's, is oh, it's yeah. yeah it's very. It, it, as we find out later, it is very smart. Yeah. Um, and there's not a lot of jump scares since you bring that up mm-hmm. in the movie. There's a couple. Just with Jones. I mean, that, that, that's really it. The cat. Yeah. Yeah. The I cat mean, jumps out at one point. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the end, the hand comes out at the very end oh, of that's the movie. True. Right, so right. that's kind of a jump scare. Right. Um, and the, maybe I guess the alien jumping out, the the face hugger jumping out of the egg. Uh, but yes. like that's expected. It, it is because you, like you can kind of feel that coming. Yeah, like oh, and you can see the the like thing fluttering in yes. the egg when yes. he's shining the light through it. You know that's Ridley Scott's hands. Is it? Yeah, 
because he, he put his hands in these gloves and was just fluttering it like a butterfly oh, that's awesome. in this egg. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then the face hugger comes off by itself. Mm-hmm. And one thing I hate in movies is when someone on a radio is like, hey, you should come see this. Um, can't you just tell me over the radio? Yeah. No, you better just come see this. Uh-huh. I hate that, by the way. And that happens like two or three times in this movie. It does, yes. It's oh, it's fine. But just write a script. I Come know, on, dude. And and, and for, for me, the worst line of the movie, it's it's the only time I I kind of rolled my eyes was when uh, Parker uh, Yafit Koto. <laughs> this is after John Hurt is on the slab with the face hugger on. He uh-huh. he's talking to Harry Dean Stanton. And he just goes. Uh, like this place gives me the creeps. We got to get out of here. It, does it? It gives you the creeps, does it? I mean, like the, one of your friends has an alien on his face, and your, your reaction to it is this place gives me the creeps. I mean, you know, that oh, well. place would give me the creeps long before there's an alien on my I, face. I, I'd be exactly as soon as I as, as soon as I boarded that ship from Earth. This place gives me the creeps. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, I love uh, Yafet Kodo in this movie. Me too. Parker is amazing. Yeah. His character is. He's just concerned about getting paid. He's here to work and, the get, first scene. and, and get home. <laughs> yes. That's all he wants. Uh-huh. And he and Harry Dean Stanton are just like the, the two grunts of the ship. Yes. And uh, I love their relationship. It's really funny. It's I kind know. of, I mean, I guess it's comedic relief almost in a way, but in it's so, not yeah. like, like pushed in your face real hard, you know, like, ha, look at these, look at this joke. Exactly. You know, and there's times too, when you think Yafet Koto wants to beat everybody up. Yeah. Um, because like, like you said, it, it, it is comic relief for a minute, but then he's like standing there when he's like, got that spoon in his mouth and he's just like uh-huh, kind of yeah, looking yeah. at Tom Skerritt uh-huh. kind of threateningly. Mm-hmm. At one point he like tells Ian Holm to move, like get out of my seat. You're in yeah. my chair. Um, it, it, so it's, it's comic I love relief, yeah. but it's also kind of like, uh, imagine if you were stuck on a ship with this dude. Dude, if you, you say the wrong thing to him, he might punch you. Exactly. He, he yeah. might throw you through the And he's a big space. imposing guy. He is. So. Yes. Yafet <laughs> Koto could kick my ass. So yeah. I can... Dude, he could kick that alien's ass too, I bet. <laughs> Only right. if Veronica Cartwright gets out of the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. But yeah, I love... Parker's like character arc is pretty cool too yeah. because he starts out like this asshole kind of guy. You like him, but yeah. you, you don't kind of. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're like, oh, that guy's definitely gonna get it. Yes. You know. But like, he becomes one of the last people to survive, and I think he probably could have done it. Um, because at the end, he and Veronica Cartwright Lambert is her mm-hmm. character are trying to get stuff to evacuate the ship, and she's terrified and won't move, and he yes. can't kill the alien, otherwise he'd kill her too. Right. And so that's how he ends up getting killed because he's trying to save her you know and i know veronica cartwright has expressed that she doesn't like her character in this movie yeah um she she didn't want to play it that way yeah um and she hates that 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 she's just like this weepy um kind of like everyone has to drag her around kind of thing yeah helpless yes whiny Uh uh-huh and in the end yeah parker uh, unfortunately gets it because Veronica Cartwright is just standing there, you know, in fear yeah. instead of trying to do something about the situation. Right. And he's even yelling, move, get mm-hmm. out of the way. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't. Right. I, I know she doesn't like that she had to play the character that way, but mm-hmm. I think it was necessary to have a character like that because yes. you needed to express that kind of fear of it. Right. Because it's utter pure terror that yes. this thing would make you feel. There, and there, there and no one else be... is reacting this way, but yeah. like, they're they're afraid of it. Mm-hmm. But like, she's the only one who's like, 
This is scary, dude. I know. Yeah. She she is having an appropriate reaction to an uh, an invading alien on a ship. Right. And she's like the audience surrogate, yes. you know? Like that's how they want us to feel. Right. Yeah, so it's a it's necessary for the film. And maybe she's kind of, you know, she's upset Sigourney Weaver got to save the day. <laughs> Well, I know Veronica Cartwright did read for the part of Ripley. Okay. So maybe there's some of that in there, too. Um, Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Lambert. Right. You had a great character, though. Yeah, she was awesome. It was necessary. And and she's part of the alien alien universe, and and she's, like, an integral part of it, certainly. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing there's people out there who don't like her character because she's Mm -hmm. too whiny. Yeah. You can shut up because exactly. the right. movie's awesome. Right. She needs to be there. Right. Imagine the movie without her doing that. Yes. It wouldn't be as great. And the people who really hate her, like you said earlier, they'd be shitting themselves too if, if they were on the <laughs> right. Nostromo and had to face the situation. Yeah, you're not going to be Yavit Koto, no, all right? Exactly. You're going to most likely be Veronica Cartwright. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yeah, the characters are great in this mm-hmm. movie. They're all fleshed out. Yeah. I, I love them, mm-hmm. even though she's kind of you know, put in the corner as the whiny yes. lady. Yes. Um, they all seem real. Oh, yeah. big time. Yeah. And all the little banter between all of them, mm-hmm. like really kind of gives you a sense of who these people are and their relationship to each other. Right. Um, and in a small cast like this, that's really important. Cause oh, you need, yeah. you need to, you know, when you're going to kill them all off, you want to feel like, you know, them a little bit yes. to actually be affected by the kills. Right. Um, which, you know, a lot of, like, Friday the 13th 2 probably doesn't do it as good. <laughs> no, it doesn't develop it as well as as, as Alien does. No. As Aliens 1. Right. Um, that's an inside joke, folks. Aliens 1. Aliens 1 is my favorite movie. Yes. Learn the title, dude. But, um, yeah. The, the characters are all good. So, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and... You know, as as the thing is going along, and and um, so the, the the face hugger is on is on John Hurt's face. They're, they're, we're just calling it the face hugger. Ian Holm and Tom Skerritt are like looking in on him to to you know see what his progress is. Yeah. And, and Ian yeah. Holm is is like he's kind of the ship's medical officer. Yeah, he's too, the science, science guy. officer. Um, and he's running tests on him, um, like to, to to see what his vital signs are. And apparently, he's doing fine. He he's like breathing, and you could see his chest going up and down. Yeah. Um, and the x-rays show that there's something down his throat. Yeah. So it's not just that it's hugging his face. It's It has rammed its whatever down the throat. Yeah. Um, and it, they don't know that it's laying eggs, but, but yeah, you right. know, we, we find out a little bit later. Yeah. And he even says, like, we it could be feeding him oxygen. Like, we don't yes. know. It's keeping him alive for some reason. Right. So if we take it off, it could kill him and right. whatever. Um, and I want to go back one second because mm-hmm. the scene when he they come back... And uh, the face hoggers huggers off his face. Yeah, I love this scene because the camera's just down in the corner with the wide open room, and the mm-hmm. three of them walk in like, "Oh my god, yes, where is this thing?" Yes, it's an awesome shot because the camera's in the corner, and it kind of slowly like just pan like it dollies over a little, mm-hmm. and after a minute, it moves over to the table and comes up along the table, and it comes up to Sigourney Weaver. Then we're following her around a little bit. Uh-huh. It's really awesome, and it's scary. And it's really amazing. <laughs> it takes it takes a really uh, like seasoned, experienced filmmaker to frame something like that because when yeah. you have a script that just describes this scene, like the, no matter how well it's written and how much direction it gives, like in the blocking, yeah, it yeah. takes a filmmaker to actually know how to stage that, like you just described. Yeah, like it takes confidence to do that yes. too, and to 
because these are long shots, yeah. you know, and the scene is long mm-hmm. and slow. Right. Like most people tell you like, you know, like George, look faster, more intense, faster, more intense. <laughs> yes. Let's, let's do it quicker. Right. Let's cut it. Do this. Uh-huh. A lot of, lots of edits. No, this is like, you have to have like faith in your actors and mm-hmm. in your cinematographer and in the set, you have to have faith in everything and your ability to, to pull these shots off and make them look good and work. And that's just like when you're doing something dramatic. In this case, yeah. you're doing like like science fiction, kind of a maligned genre at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, not a lot of people took it seriously as an artistic, you right. know, you know, genre of film. And you know, you're trying to elevate that and bring what you know to this. And yeah, it it, it really takes um, a, a steady hand and and confidence in what you're doing. Yeah, definitely. So. We can talk about the chest burster scene, I Let's guess, do since it. we're going that direction. Yeah. John Hurt is alive now, mm-hmm. um, and they're about to go into cryo sleep to get home to Earth. Yeah. And they're like, well, let's have some food first. And so they go and eat. And I'm assuming everyone's seen this mm-hmm. or have at least closed their eyes during this sequence. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, John Hurt starts spasming at the dinner table. They're all joking around and mm-hmm. like, oh, man, I'm glad you're okay. And yeah. Goofing around and can't wait to go home. <laughs> and then John Hurt starts to cough and spasm a little. And he yeah. falls on the table. And everyone's trying to hold him down. Like, oh, my God, what's happening? And he, you hear this like gurgle, like this demon growl mm-hmm. almost. And a spurt of blood comes out of his chest and just like his white shirt is covered in it. Yes. And everyone's like, Oh my God, what the hell? And it hasn't come out of his chest completely yet. Uh-huh. And he starts spasming more and it keeps building up the tension and showing everyone's faces. And then all of a sudden it's like a splat crack, slow motion, like goop just flies everywhere. It's very disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Veronica Cartwright gets splashed in the face, which is an infamous behind-the-scenes story yeah. that no one knew what was going to happen here. Uh-huh. Ridley Scott didn't tell them. Oh, and good lord, I didn't know that. Yeah, he, they didn't know. They knew from the script what was going to happen. Yeah, you know, but he didn't tell them. Okay, blood's flying everywhere. It's going to be disgusting. Like it. Yeah. Ugh. So Veronica Cartwright's reaction is real. It's genuine. Yeah. Wow. Like. And he lays there on the table, so like kind of twitching because he's dead now, and his yeah. hands twitching. And there's an alien, looks like a cobra coiled up, coming out of his chest. <laughs> it's sickening. It is sickening. And you know the okay. So you, you you've said that you've you've seen this upward of fifty times. Uh-huh. I, I've probably seen it five. Yeah, thereabouts. And I mean, God, we've all seen this scene so many times. And yet we're still totally breathless during it. Uh-huh. I sat there last night in my chair, like, like, like just with, you know, like with one butt cheek off yeah. of the thing, just, just kind of like tensely like coiled and watching uh-huh. this and going like, I couldn't move. I mean, I'm just going, oh my yeah. God. Oh my God. I mean, cause, cause you, you're, you're putting yourself in that position. Like imagine the physical pain of, yeah. of, of this. Yeah. Um, and of course it still hits you because it's done so flawlessly, you know, from a technical side. Uh-huh. But, I mean, the emotional and physical horror of watching it play out, even after you've seen Spaceballs... Right, yeah. ...is still there. <laughs> exactly. You know? Ugh. It, it's so good. This one's not putting on a top hat and singing. No, no. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's... It still gets me. 
I've seen this dozens and dozens of times. I know. Every time. And I think there's one key shot. After seeing it so many times, mm-hmm. what gets me every time is he's starting to do the spasm and stuff. And it's when he first stands up from his seat yeah. before he falls on the table. There's a shot from behind him. Like, uh, you see his back. And he stands up and he's like leaning forward. Uh-huh. And Yafet Koto's next to him is like, oh my God, and like stands up next to him. Right. The shot from behind him really seals it, man. Because oh, it's wow. like, oh yeah. my, you feel like you're almost him standing yes. in a way. Yes. And that shot there is what gets me every time. It's it, visceral, It's like, man. wow. Yeah. Again, like, I can't believe he had the guts to do this. This is something. <laughs> oh, yeah. This like, is, not this... since The Exorcist have you seen something like this released in theaters. Like, it's a high wire act, yeah. man. Just just the, the, that day of shooting. I mean, like, imagine, like, what Ridley Scott and Dan O'Bannon and the whole crew must have been, like, you know, just kind of going, can we get this right? Yeah. I mean, like, like how are we going to do this? Right. You know? And just and... The, the special effects involved of with course. this. Of course. Like, it has to look good. Yes. It can't look shitty. And the alien looks a little puppet in a, in a way. Yeah. Like a little stiff, you know? Yeah. But, you know, I guess it's an alien, so it can be whatever. But um, it does kind of look like it's pulled on a string for a second. When it scurries away. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just like, you know, fl- but but, but the, the sheer terror that they achieve in the scene, you just don't care. No. You just don't give a shit. Because you're still reeling from, yeah. from, from the idea of something emerging from your torso. Yeah. Um, And like, okay, so so it, it, bur- it bursts out of your chest. I mean, is it instant death? I don't know. It might not, right? You never know. I mean, what, what if you just, you know, like like got shot in the stomach and and it, and it bore a huge hole? Maybe you're not dying right away. So right. so now you're just in this searing pain. You you you've pretty much been broken in half by something from another planet. Mm-hmm. I mean, good lord, I yeah. Oh God, jeez. I don't want I don't want to ever be John Hurt on the Nostromo. I know that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> No way. No. I don't want to be him in a lot of his movies, actually. <laughs> I don't want to be him in The Elephant Man. <laughs> what about V for Vendetta? No, probably not. No. <laughs> Only in I, Claudius, would I want to be okay, John Okay, there Hurt. we go. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, like, this is where the alien hunt starts. They they develop a motion sensing thing. It, cha- it detects, like, density mm-hmm. changes. It's some science fiction bullshit. Yes. You know? <laughs> So whatever, uh, but <laughs> they go to hunt for this little thing because they got to get it, you right? Know? And this is where Yafet Kodo and Harry Dean Stanton and Sigourney Weaver go after it, and they they accidentally find the cat, and, mm-hmm. it, and Harry Dean Stanton lets it get away. He's like, "It's just the cat," and they're right. like, "Well, we need to get it so we don't pick it up on the tracker, yes. you know, or the alien doesn't eat it or whatever." <laughs> but so this is where you get Harry Dean Stanton's sequence, which is might be my favorite sequence in the whole movie. Okay. And, you know, they do the horror movie thing where, let's split up. So, <laughs> they send him off to get the cat, and, you, of course, you know, all right, he's dead now. Yeah. And it takes about five minutes for him to finally get it. Uh-huh. Again, like I said, the pacing and the slowness <laughs> is what really builds it up. Yeah. I sat there for the first... my The first time my wife saw it, we watched it a few months ago, and... She was just like, all right, when's he going to die? Mm-hmm. Not because it was taking too long, but because she couldn't handle how scary it was, the, man. The intensity of it's too much. Yeah. yeah. And nothing's happening. Right. And he finally sees the cat, and then it, it comes down behind him. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, then he gets his head bit off. 
And you haven't seen the alien big yet. Right. They He's going through this, and he finds, like, a shed skin, like a snake skin type yes. thing. And it's like, okay, it shed its skin. What happened there? It grew into a beast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, he's walking through all these giant chambers, and there's just ambient sounds mm-hmm. and, like, chains rattling. Yes. Because um, they're in this giant, like, oil refinery thing. So right. So there's giant chasms and... Uh, the, the chains hanging from the ceiling are really awesome because when he finds the cat finally, you can see a chain hanging like behind him. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, what? what is it? Oh, I think it's a chain. And then it shows him again and you see the alien's tail kind of come down. It looks like a chain. I know. It's awesome. Like how the, the creature works into the set like this. I don't know if they wrote that into the script that you'll see these chains. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe Dan O'Bannon wrote that in. Maybe not. But that's a great touch, man. I mean, like, the ambiance of this set. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, the, if, if, if the xenomorph was loose in your house right now, <laughs> it would be a really scary situation. But it would be obvious. It would be obvious, because <laughs> it wouldn't have anywhere to hide. It, it, you, we wouldn't be in a darkened S&M slash meatpacking plant. Right, you yeah. You know, like, like this, this is, with chains hanging from the ceiling, I mean... Like, I wouldn't want to go looking for a lost Super Bowl in this, <laughs> you know, I, I, let, I mean, let alone a dangerous alien. That thing's gone. Exactly, a Super dude. Bowl. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Yes. <laughs> what? Why do they have a cat on the ship, by the way? Are they, I guess, are they of, allowed to have pets, I guess, because it's a deep space flight? Maybe it's like the canary in the in the coal mine. Like, like if, if something something atmospheric changes, like the cat would get it first. I guess but, so, but it seems like more of a pet situation. It you does, know? yeah. Like, like It has the name Jonesy, right. and Sigourney Weaver loves it. Right, Ripley's really in love with Jonesy. I, yeah. I, I don't, yeah, I'm not sure why that is. I, I'm guessing you're allowed to bring a pet if you want. Okay. Which is odd, because... <laughs> Would you bring your dog on an oil refinery? Well, but like I mean, it's uh, you you're right. Uh, it's just that like b- because they 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 don't really spell it out for us, but it looks like space travel has evolved to the point where we're not yeah, walking around true. in like anti-gravity suits at all times. Yeah. Um so m- maybe by then you could just have a cat running around. What if the cat was in like an anti-grav suit <laughs> <laughs> for pets? If it had a higher budget, that might have been what they do. That would have sucked. <laughs> she thought of it so stupid. She would be like with a little, you know, like a uh, like glass through orb. space. Right, exactly. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> that would have sucked. <clears throat> so, yeah, that, that sequence is my favorite. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, I, I love Harry Dean Stanton's death. I love, too, um, that, like, the. What's great about this movie is. We talked earlier about not showing everything. What they what they really do well is not showing the aftermath of every death. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's all in the mind almost. Yes. They think of like science fiction and horror movies. Well, it's mostly science fiction and action movies like today where, where it's just so full of bombast and and we have to get everything in. Um we would have if they had made this movie today, not only would we have seen the like like them cleaning up after Harry Dean Stanton got mm-hmm. killed, we would have seen Tom Skerritt and Veronica Cartwright like bringing John Hurt onto the ship uh, after he got the the, the face hugger. Right. right. It would have been a long drawn out sequence of like getting him like, to get the get him slab. to the room, get him to yes. the room. Instead, yeah. they don't show any of that. Running down the hallways right. on a stretcher. Oh, exactly. Go, go. Yes. And there would have yeah. fifty cc's a lo- blah 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 yes. blah space yes. gargle. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Would have been full of bullshit uh-huh in, in this case we just cut to yafit koto's face like and he's just like sort of shaking his head 
Um, like, why like, don't they freeze him? Yes, yes. And he's yelling through the glass. Why don't you freeze him? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then when Harry Dean Stanton dies, again we cut to Yafit Kodo. I love that they do it every time. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. And then after Tom Skerritt dies, he slams the flamethrower down. This is all we found. No blood. No Dallas. He just tells you what happened. Yeah. Instead of like like having this whole thing where, where we're mourning Tom Skerritt, it's it's mm-hmm. like well he's gone. It's it's Man. so effective. And a close tie for my favorite sequence is the Tom Skerritt death, too. Okay. Because he's in these air ducts, He's I in guess. the duct work of the ship, and yeah. And there's these, you know, kind of spiraling doorways that cut off the airflow mm-hmm. in sequences. And it's like a it, irises closed. And yes. you hear this metal going... Uh-huh. It's so awesome. You said sound design, man. And uh, yeah, so it, good. It's dark as can be. Yeah. He's the only one in there. He's crawling around with a flamethrower. He's doing a John McClane through the ductwork. <laughs> <laughs> and Yafik Kodo and Veronica Cartwright are there telling him, oh, the alien's on the move. It's on the move. It's coming for you. Right. Oh, wait, I can't find it anymore. Ugh. And he's just like in there all alone. Like, where do I go? What am I doing? I don't even know what this thing looks like. And... It's terrifying, dude. I know. It's one of the jump scares. He climbs down the ladder. Shine. He shines the flashlight towards the camera, like down a corridor. Right. And then he turns around and shines the flashlight, and aliens right there. And it's like, rawr, Ugh. gets him. It is awesome. I know. And even as like an actor, when you're in that situation, so like you're Tom Skerritt, you're you're, you're walking on your haunches, and yeah. you have a flashlight, yeah. and trying to make that look good. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the claustrophobia, even even though you're on a movie set and they can yell cut at any time, you, if, if you're at all claustrophobic, you're going to be like really just filled with anxiety. Uh-huh. And you know you have to do it over and over again, so I'm going to be scared again, you know, if I don't get it right. Right. Uh, wow. Yeah. Dude, and I bet Tom Skerritt was probably a little creeped out when that alien jumps at him. I'm positive, dude. Yeah. I don't care. You know it's a dude in a rubber suit. Of course. I mean, it's still terrifying looking. <laughs> and you're in that dark chamber. And yeah. I mean, you've got to pretend like you're scared yep. as an actor. So, I mean, I'm sure he was actually a little scared of that thing, dude. I, that, that, that That's probably what you'd have to do every time in, in, yeah. in, if you were in a horror situation. Is just like, you know, tell the person, like, hey, actually scare me. Don't let me know you're coming because I want it to be a genuine reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, like just, just sneak up on me and, and, you know, yeah. So now after that happens, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, Yafik Koto, Veronica Cartwright, Sigourney Weaver yeah. and Ian Holm, who plays yeah. Ash. Mm-hmm. And then this is where we find out Ash is a robot. Right. Because he's been giving Ripley the runaround the yeah. whole time. Like, oh, I don't know what our orders are or uh-huh. something. <laughs> right. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. And she discovers the crew's expendable and that Ash has been hiding it from everyone and he wants to get this thing home. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if she, like, does she hit him or something and make him go haywire? Or does he just kind of try to murder her because now she's in the way of completing the mission. Yeah, she is that th- that's what happens. Okay. Um, he 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 kind of goes after her out of seemingly nowhere. Yeah. After she makes the discovery like like the the the, the ship's onboard computer it's it's like the HAL stand Yeah, it's, it's called, called mother. mother. Um and she when she finds out that that when when mother, you know, explains that 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 this that the mission was to bring back this alien, you know, for the good of the company. Mm-hmm. Um that's when Ian Holm walks in and just smugly looks at her and says, you know, well, now you know. Yeah. And he attacks her. Yeah. I and... forget what he exactly says. There's right. an explanation for this or something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the way he tries to kill her is um, in one of the, the most inefficient murders, you know, you can come <laughs> up with uh, is to roll up a magazine <laughs> and shove it down her throat. 
Yep. Um, and then start pounding on it mm-hmm. uh, with no expression on his face because he's an android. It's, yep. It's pretty scary. It is scary because uh, it's like, what the? And yes. It, it touches on the same theme as the alien, you it know, does. being sexually violated in mm-hmm. ways. That's right. Um, and on the some of the bonus feature stuff I've watched about the movie, the reasoning behind it is that he like maybe somehow finds that like sexually arousing mm, okay. as a synthetic person okay. or something like maybe that's what he's trying to do. Oh, I don't he's know. He's getting off on it? Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Wow. But, but they that's part of the reason. I mean, yeah. because it is having something phallic shaped shoved in your mouth. It, I mean, it's unmistakable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and there's dirt. It's a dirty magazine, I think, because there's those new there, photos. There's, there's nudie on pictures the wall. up yeah, there. Yeah, like, exactly. That's the, the bait station right there. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. So Shit. you're right. I mean, maybe that's what it's trying to do. But yeah. And then Parker and, you know, Lambert show up. Uh huh. He whacks him with a fire extinguisher, and his head pops off. Yes. And it's blue, not blue milk. It's white milk. It's white milk, right? Yeah, it's popping everywhere. <laughs> it's not Dubak milk. Yeah, no. it's not. <laughs> Dubak's finest. No, but uh, he's like, it's an android. Holy shit. Uh-huh. And and it's yeah. it's really, like, you think, okay, so normally when when we see a robot die in a movie, uh-huh. it's not gross. No, you know, because uh, it's just parts. It's parts. I mean, it's it's wh- whether it's the T one thousand with liquid metal or it's a T eight hundred with a bunch of gears in there. It's just it's just like things fritzing out and there's a little mm-hmm. bit of fire. In Alien, though, when an android dies, yep. it's full of like milk and pasta. Yeah, and like like bubbles just, and bu- exactly. It's it's really disgusting. Yep. Um, Ian Holm is like like beaten again in half by by something uh-huh and the, the the head is knocked off the shoulders and now it's just this like sort of pile of of like three segments of ian holm yeah. there's like a, a torso heap and a head that's kind of still on yeah. and the legs Ugh. and then there's milk just you know like kind of gathering everywhere right. and yafik koto is lying on the ground with the fire extinguisher <laughs> like like in his face just tells you what what is my life become <laughs> you know like right. he can't believe that this mm-hmm. is happening Yafik Koto, uh, towards the beginning when he's arguing about the bonus and Uh uh, when Tom Skerritt says, we've got to go to this planet and rescue. And he's like, well, I want some money if we're going to do this. I'm not paid to do this. And then Ian Holm starts saying, well, there's a clause in the contract and they're all talking over each other. And you can hear Parker say, I just want to go home and party. (laughs) Like it's not on the camera's not on his face or anything. Uh Ian Holm's talking about the contract and you overhear Parker say that. And he just wants to get the fuck out of here. Exactly. The whole time. He's got a normal life on earth. I'm sure he's probably the most normal person in the world. Yep. He's probably cool to hang out with. Oh, I bet Yafit Kodo is an awesome party. (laughs) Yeah, dude. dude. He likes to party down, you know, (laughs) but yeah. And the reveal of the Android because, like you said, it's not gears and switches. Mm-hmm. It's milk and pasta, as you put it. <laughs> exactly. We don't know what it is. Yeah. We have We're no like, idea how our, it works. As an audience member, is that an alien? Yeah. What the hell? Exactly. It, it, it doesn't look like an android. Then, it looks like an alien. And I think it's a bit of ADR that came later, because you mm. don't see Parker say it. Uh-huh. It shows the cameras on Ian Home, and you hear Parker say, Ash is a goddamn robot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> No, <laughs> I don't think audience like test audiences knew what the fuck was going on, so I think they added that in. And 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 you notice it as the viewer now, like, yeah, like my fiftieth viewer exactly. You know, and that. and you kind of say, well, maybe that wasn't necessary. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure that test audiences like I hadn't even I hadn't even considered that because I thought of it as just a turgid line. But uh-huh. like, yeah, you're right. 
if you saw this movie in 1979 and went into it cold, what would you think Ian Holm was? You have to establish that it's a robot, and they don't establish it's a robot just no, with they the physical don't at evidence. All. Yeah, doesn't look like it. It doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> but I love that design. Mm-hmm. It's an awesome design. It's cool. You never see a robot like that, which I, is cool. Not before or since, really. No, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I like the whole storyline with Ash. I like it yes. how the company's trying to get this thing, mm-hmm. and he even has a line. They ask him. If they, I, I forget what they say to him, but he says he admires the purity of the creature. Um, yes. There's no remorse. There's no morals. You know, right? It's just the ultimate killing machine, and he admires it for that. Of course. And Ripley even says something in the second movie in Aliens Two, <laughs> as we put it. <laughs> yes. So in Aliens, Paul Reiser's character in that movie is trying to fuck him over. Uh huh. And she says, "I don't know which species worst. You don't see them fucking each other over for a percentage." Of course. Yeah. Um, and she's right. She's right. I mean, a remorseless <laughs> killing machine is 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 probably uh, has higher morals than someone who cares about <laughs> income statements. You know, <laughs> right? The bottom line. Exactly. Yes. They just want to breed and kill. Of course, that's all they want to do. Right. It, it's uncomplicated. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the uh, and and also like with Ash too. On repeat viewings, his character becomes even more, has even more depth. Yeah. You know, because like you get to kind of observe him throughout the movie behaving like an android the whole time. Yep. Um, like when, during John Hurt's uh, chest bursting scene, like everybody is trying to, to like help him out and they're, they're, they're hitting him on the back because they think he's choking. Uh huh. And Ian Holm never gets up. Oh, does he not? No. I don't think I saw that. He's just sitting there the whole time staring at the situation. They keep cutting to him, and he is expressionless. Okay. Actually, he, I wouldn't call him expressionless. He, he looks kind of like... It's a little bit of a malevolent stare he's giving everybody. Kind of like, whoa. Yes. Like, you yeah. know, uh, he, he's he's glad that this is happening. <laughs> you know? Dude. See, I've seen this so many times, mm-hmm. and I've never even thought about his reactions in oh, that yeah. scene. Yeah, next time you watch it, just like check God, out Ian so Holm awesome. and, and just watch how robotic he is. I'll the have whole to watch thing. the movie again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ash, a great character in right. the movie. Um, so at this point, they decide to leave the ship. Mm-hmm. Sigourney Weaver decides to get the ship ready to evacuate. They're going to blow the self-destruct, and Parker... And uh, Lambert have to go get oxygen or something. Yes. And so this is when they die. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Sigourney Weaver gets the ship ready. She goes, does the self-destruct after she hears that they're dead. And she comes back um, and she sees the alien there and she tries. She's going to escape, but the alien's cutting her off. So she runs back to try to shut off the self-destruct. Mm-hmm. And it's too late. Right. So when she comes back, it's one of the coolest shots in the movie. There's all these sirens going and smokes and smoke and strobe lights because the ship's about to blow. Mm-hmm. And it's when she comes up from that ladder and her fingernails like come up on the like just the floor in front right in front of the camera. It's like the whole screen is filled with her fingernails all sweaty and dirty. Yeah. And they look almost claw like the way she has her fingers pressed onto the floor. Right. And it's just really focused there in the foreground. And then you see her face come up in the background and it shifts focus to her face full of fear. That shot is the best shot in the movie. <laughs> if you got, I'll put money on that one. Absolutely. That dude. is the best shot in the movie. It's, and it's terrifying. Yeah. It's just accepted. that shot. I know. I know. It's awesome. It's maybe three seconds long. Right. <laughs> but then she comes up and she goes back into the escape ship and the alien's gone. Mm-hmm. So she's assuming it left. So she gets in, gets in the ship and escapes and then and, and the ship blows up. Yes. So we think, all right, alien's dead now. Um, it's not. 
It's on the escape pod. And this is when we kind of like start to piece together that that not only is the alien, you know, like like all it cares about is killing killing human beings, it's also this is when it's revealed that it's super intelligent because yeah. it uh, it manages to stow away on the escape pod and hide itself just in the gears of the of the like the interiors of the ship. Yeah. Um it and and go unnoticed. Yeah. She doesn't know it's there. Right. She even says, I got you, you son of a bitch, or That's something right. like that. That's right. And then right. she starts getting ready to go into her hypersleep, mm-hmm. and she's flicking some switches and stuff, because it's it's a 1970s computer, you know? Yes. I, I actually really <laughs> dig the, you know, the old computers compared to nowadays. Like I, I do, too. You know, this is the future? I know. Okay, I know. whatever. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I think that at some point, like, we will have a computer that looks like that. It'll be, it'll have all the, the processing power that our computers have maybe, today. Yeah, maybe it's just one switch. Like, sure. all right, yeah. do everything. Click. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Do exactly what I want. Click. That's right. <laughs> it might get that way. I know. And, and I hope it, I hope the interface looks like this. Yeah. I like the black a background. A bunch of zeros and ones. <laughs> yes, and, yes. <laughs> I like the green font. I love it all. Yeah, it's awesome. I think it really adds to the atmosphere, yeah, dude. It I does. love it. And this is when the, the jump scare of the alien hand coming out. Yeah. Um. So she's flipping a switch unaware, and it's a very effective jump scare because mm-hmm. the alien's right there in front of her, but you can't see it right. because it blends in. Right. Like, the set design is made to look like the alien. Everything's so like a dungeon. You, you, everything looks like a, a penis. I or know. Like a sh- know. some kind of rounded tube. Yeah. Or a, a claw-looking thing. Uh-huh. Like, it's awesome. I know. And and so its hand, like, goes, and, like, comes out for some reason, actually. <laughs> like, this... I don't have a problem with the movie, but this is one thing that is kind of problematic. Like, why doesn't it just rush her and kill her? Because you know? it's injured. It's injured? Yes. How did it get injured? Because when it's stowed away... I think that it got like um, caught up in the gears a little bit. Oh, like, you think it's yeah. stuck in there? Yeah. Okay. I, I think that the reason it doesn't just lunge is because, um, like, it, it tries to, but but it's 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 messed up a little bit. Okay. You know, maybe yeah, it has it's kind of you know, crammed in that corner exactly. in that little hole it's in. So. Yeah. And it does kind of like slink out of there. It slides out onto the floor. Right. So maybe yeah, maybe it just can't move, and it gives her time to. Um, like come up with a new plan on the spot, which I would never have thought of if I was Ripley. <laughs> right? <You know? laughs> she goes into the closet. There's a glass closet with an astronaut uniform in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, without looking, she's just looking at the alien the entire time. And limb by limb, she's getting into this astronaut suit. Uh huh. Um, and it's it's a really good piece of physical acting by Sigourney Weaver. Uh huh. Because uh, she has to actually do this on camera. Yeah. And she's really doing it. Uh-huh. And even getting the 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 glass orb on her head, you know, and there's a reason she has to do this because her plan, of course, is to open the hatch and and you know get the alien shoot the alien out into into outer space. Yeah, and that that's what happens. Mm-hmm. And and when she shoots it out, it's like a tethering like dart or something. Yeah, like probably a, probably for like you got to climb up something. Yeah, I don't, I don't, hook. yeah, I don't yeah. know what it's for, but right. she does that and it flies out the ship and then. Um, the gun gets stuck on the door, so it's hanging there, yes. being dragged by the ship, and it goes into like the engine. And it she, tries to get into the it engine. It tries to climb back into the ship. Like I don't know if these things can breathe air or if they they don't breathe. Uh, who knows? I don't know what goes yeah. on. Well, it's a perfect organism, so it probably could survive in outer space. Yeah, so she like hits the boosters, and it like blasts uh-huh. it out. So right. I guess it's dead then. It flies towards the camera, and yeah. it looks awesome. Like I love the ships in this. It's that very, it's 2001-looking stuff. It is. It's not... 
it's not Star Wars looking stuff, but it's the same like technology to create right. it, but it looks more like 2001 does. It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's like 10 years later. I know. And it's still... It, Man, that still looks good. Well, yeah, you watch. It still looks good today. I mean, if you watch two thousand one, yeah, you, you're still blown away by those effects. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're they're they were so like it, to call it ahead of its time is not even giving it enough credit. It's oh like, yeah, it's like, this holds up forever. It was groundbreaking then, of and course. It's, and it's still like, how did they do that? I don't know. I mean, it's amazing. Like like to to have to 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 build even just to okay. So we know that they did it with miniatures. But like to build those miniatures and then like frame it in a way that it doesn't look like toys. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't have that in me to be able to to, to stage something like that. <laughs> right. It's 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 really incredible. And it's awesome. Yeah. So that's the end of the alien, mm-hmm. and uh, she goes into hypersleep and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> and she had already put Jones in the in the the the, the sleep chamber before right, right. the encounter with the alien. Yeah. So it doesn't get sucked out. Good, right. Good call, Ripley. It was it was the perfect plan. <laughs> um. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and and she kind of like does a you know a captain's log you know at the end of it, uh, which I yeah, guess you yeah. have to do in space. Well, she's um, some kind of officer. She yes. needs to report this stuff, sure, so that she doesn't get screwed. Yes, which happens in the second movie. Exactly. But... She's she's afraid of what's what, uh, her fate with Paul Reiser in the next <laughs> film, and you know everyone should be afraid of, of their fate with Paul Reiser. Exactly, dude. <laughs> Especially Helen Hunt. <laughs> I could not watch that, that movie. one out. But, yeah. It's so strange that Carter Burke becomes Paul Buckman ten years later. It's so messed up. I I like Paul Reiser though. I think oh, he's he's good. so cool. Yeah, I know he's, he's a really good actor. I, I he's he's fu- he's so fun in that second movie. Uh huh. And I guess we need to say H.R. Giger designed all this stuff. We do. Um, we absolutely do. We shouldn't spend too much time because we're getting long here. But man, like it's Alien, dude. It, it's fine. He designed the Alien. I know. Man. And uh, this guy's mind is pretty messed up mm-hmm. if you ask me you look at a lot of his artwork and like the uh it's the like, xenomorph creature is probably the least disturbing thing he ever came up with yeah probably it's all this like techno sexual stuff yeah it's like a, a robotic vagina and yes like, oh it's uh pretty disturbing imagery and uh all black and white and grays and uh <sighs> like it looks like chrome metal like yeah yeah Every stereotype you have of like the icy German aesthetic is is yeah. in H.R. Giger's stuff. Yep, and I think he's Swiss. He is. Uh, he's Swiss he's German. Swiss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he would design some like Norwegian metal album covers for yes. sure. Yes, <laughs> Voivod is probably like taking stuff from H.R. Giger. Yep, you know? definitely. But yeah, um, without him, mm-hmm. without his designs, I don't think this would have worked. No, the way of course it did. Because the, the alien... it might have been good, but it wouldn't have been this. I mean, I, I, we saw the prototypes that like um, that the original like sketches the, 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 of what the alien that looked like, and it was not, it was not scary. Yeah, um, it no. did not look like what Giger came up with. Nope. And I just, you know, like th- th- this movie is is really it, it, it's so mature and and it's so like the sci-fi horror genre had not really been invented yet, and here we have like kind of the definitive movie of the genre. Right. It was, and it was the first one that came out. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of cheesy like. 50s and yes. 60s ones yes. but like this is the f- as far as i can recall the first that was actually this good mm-hmm. this much quality right and i mean i guess you could call it the first modern one probably so yeah i mean 2001 is is more unsettling than scary yeah i wouldn't say that's a horror movie it's at not all. yeah um th- this one actually like takes what you felt during the exorcist and puts it in outer space <laughs> jeez yeah it's pretty awesome yeah 
It's good. So, would you recommend the movie, Dave? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, this this is this is one of the like uh, most essential films from any decade and any genre. And if you haven't seen Alien, then you are missing out on something big. Right. I would recommend it too. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I mentioned it earlier. My wife was watching it, and she doesn't like scary movies too much. Right. But she will tell you this is one of the best movies she's ever seen. I uh, yeah, even though it's terrifying, and she doesn't <laughs> like scary movies that right. much. But it's she can still see how amazingly good this movie yes. is. So yeah, I would recommend this movie. Mm-hmm. It is amazing, and I'm gonna watch it a plenty more times. Of course, you know, in my day. Yeah. So everyone else should watch it too. Agreed. So that wraps things up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe in iTunes and rate it and review it. Please leave us a review, man. We love it when you guys do that. Oh, yeah. It is so awesome. Mm -hmm. So please do that. And if you don't use iTunes, go anywhere else. Leave a review there, man. Yeah, and we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, Just look for Dudes on Movies, and we will come right up. And we have an email address, dudesonmovies at gmail.com. Please drop us a line. Uh Uh-huh. And so we've got a question of the week. Dave, do you know what the question of the week is? Uh, Yeah. What is the best Ridley Scott film? All right. Yeah. And we're not saying your favorite. Mm-hmm. I mean, most likely the one you think is his best yeah. will probably be your favorite. Probably so. But we want to know his best movie. Mm-hmm. So tell us that. And, you know, tell us why you think it is his best movie. Yes. You know, if you think G.I. Jane is his best movie, I mean, <laughs> you're wrong. But, I mean, tell us why you think that. Right. So. <laughs> Um, last week, our question of the week was your favorite Gary Oldman performance. And, dude... We got a pretty good turnout here. Got a haul. It was great. Uh-huh. Did, uh, you have any favorites? Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the I remember that um, like a lot of people, uh, including Erica and Caitlin, had mentioned Sirius Black, of yeah, course. Yeah. Uh, that was a popular one. Yeah. Um, there was uh, a lot of love for... Um, Drexel Dra- was on there. Drexel was on there, which was very impressive to me. That mm-hmm. was a really nice pull. And yeah. Dracula got mentioned a yeah, couple Dracula of times. Yeah, Dracula definitely. Uh, good. There's uh, Leon the Professional, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a lot of... Uh, responses on that one. Yes, I believe Tracy brought brought in Stansfield, uh, yeah. which everyone. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> Stansfield's my favorite. I by know. the way. Um, we also got Fifth Element, Hannibal. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. lot lots of love going on. Someone right. said Reznov. Yes. What is that? Reznov <laughs> is Gary Oldman's voice work in Call of Duty. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> Good one. And yeah. then uh, we also got some JFKs and an Air Force One. I was so... Okay, the, the, the thing about Air Force One is that it, and JFK is that it's the it's two two movies in which Gary Oldman uh, like has a great handle on the Russian language. Uh huh. Um, yeah, excellent. And we've said it on the show before. We have a friend mm-hmm. whose native tongue is Russian. Correct. And he couldn't tell that uh, Gary Oldman was from England. He thought Gary <laughs> Oldman was Russian, and this guy complains about Russian people in like people yeah. like putting on a Russian accent in movies all the time. He thought that Gary Oldman was the real deal. Yeah, so that that was awesome. Amazing so, compliment. Yeah, favorite Gary Oldman performances. Thank you guys for all the responses. And remember, next week, what is Ridley Scott's best movie? Mm-hmm. So let us know there. And stay tuned. Next week, we'll be discussing 1989's Longtime Companion, directed by Norman Renee, starring Campbell Scott and Bruce Davidson. Mm-hmm. So until next week, I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time. Yeah.